Hello, and thank you so much again for joining us. I am your host and the author of the piece you're about to hear tonight, The Grey Knight. It is very good to be back, and I appreciate all the well wishes, all the support. You asking me to take some time off for my health, it means a lot. And it also made me feel pretty good. In addition to the piece I put up Monday, I feel pretty good about this one as well. The concept, I came up with it quite some time ago, but it just never felt quite right to do. I think you'll see why in the first 60 seconds or so. So let's cut the music about here, because this one does have a little bit of a musical cue. Let's close our eyes and think about another time, another place, where power dynamics between men and women were very, very different. It's something I want to explore with you in a piece called Slavery. Do not cast your eyes upon me. No. Keep them low and down. Even from your position on your knees, you are not allowed to look at me. Not as I am. Not in all of my glory. For you see, I am the most glorious thing you could ever witness. And I needed you to know that. You see, I'm a god. I am your god. It does not matter what you believe or what you believed before now. Think of it in the most simple terms. You will live or die on my whim. You will serve me, do as I ask, as I command, and you will do it with a smile, gratefully. If that is not a god, then I do not know what is, and unlike any other god you might have floating around in your mind, I can be vengeful and merciful. I can be both at once, as you will learn when my hand, coarse and solid, strikes against your ass. You will feel my power, and you will take pleasure from it. There are no shortage of girls in this world. I could call her so many. I could buy them easily, cheaply. One by one, I have enough wealth. I could have a dozen, a hundred. I could ask for some far-off beauty and arrange her to be taken from her throne and thrust upon her knees where you are now. And therefore, I need you to ask yourself to inquire within why you. Of all the women in all the world, why you? With your hair mussy, 
with your eyes downcast, with your clothing nothing more than rags. Why you? And the answer is very simple. Because your God wants you. He sees something in you. Even now, struggling to keep your eyes down, you want to look up. When I ask why, I see the glimmer, the desire to speak back. And I'm going to enjoy beating that out of you, impulse by impulse. Hmm. It's not just that spark I'm interested in, obviously. I want you for your curves. I want you for your tits and your ass and your thighs. I want to grab that messy hair of yours and feel it between my fingers. I will seal them so tightly together like I'm holding water in my hands. Mmm. I want you because of your size. Mine, formidable, and I need someone that can take all of it. <laughs> oh, is that a faint glimmer I see, boiling up again? Is it defiance? Is it anything else? Well, that's why you must think of me as your god. Because if I'm a man... I could err, and you may feel the need of some kind of vengeance against me. You may give way to feelings of insurrection, difficulty, but I am your god, and therefore serving me is effortless. You will be capable of doing each and everything I ask no matter how forbidden, because that is what the divine asks of you. I see it stirring in you now. I do not doubt myself in any way. You have a fiery passion, and I imagine it extends all the way down to your pussy. You will please me, or I will end you, and it will be so simple. I want you to think of that, the injustice, the power that I have, where I can put you to death for not pleasing me, and no one will come to your aid. No one will even remember your name, whatever it is I choose to give to you. You are my little slave girl, and that pussy better be everything that I paid for and more, because I am going to have it again and again on whims when I wish, when business and affairs are simply too stressful, I will summon you in the mid-afternoon and make you ride me. Does that surprise you, that I would have the woman in a position of power? I enjoy nothing more. You see, 
If I were to take you every time, it would be my power. And that is not something that is questioned or questionable. But to make someone come to me, to have them be loathsome, to have them strip while I simply gaze, and then to have them spread their legs and leap into my lap, only to grind themselves against my cock until completion, that is power like you could never understand. And I'll even let that fiery look in your eyes go as you do it, because after all, you have no choice. Mm. Take off those rags. Just as I said, I will have you strip. And when I say the word, you had start moving your hands if you know what's best for you. I say the word strip, and you strip. And that is it. Nothing slow, nothing sensual. If I wanted that, I'd say tease me. If I wanted that, I'd have bathed you first. No, I brought you right here, right from the purchase, emptied you out of your cage, and put you on your knees. You are a dirty, worthless animal, and then you get the pleasure of my cum and my cock, and then you get restored. You get to bathe. You get to put on the nice clothes I've picked out for you. Do you not see it yet? Your God will redeem you with his cum. Mm. I think maybe you're not all that terrified. <laughs> Spread your legs. I want to see all of you. I want to see everything that I paid for. Lock your fingers behind your head. Mm. What lovely tints. And your pussy is not too bad either. Though, that hair will have to go. And the hair on top. Hmm. You've probably kept it short. The filthiness. The difficulties there. But you will find many, many cleansing products. And you will grow it out for me. Oh, yes. You will grow it very, very long indeed. I want to use it like a rope. I want to use it like a second collar. Speaking of the collar, metal and thick. Mm, you must have been very disobedient. Oh no, this is not the first collar that they put around someone's neck. This is put so that you never get used to it. You always feel the pinching of skin, just that little lack of air coming in. You must have done something awful. And just imagine all the awful things I get to do to you, and no one will put a collar on me. 
You smell filthy, and I enjoy it. Mm. And now, the thing that you must wrestle with. Here, let me show you my cock. You're allowed to look up now, just at it, just at your god's cock. And it's all right if you want to marvel a little. <laughs> It's like, it's like I'm carved from marble for you. Do you wonder why I'm so hard, so hard for something that I have deemed so far beneath me? Because even though you are just an item. To your God, you're a very, very rare item.、Mm. I have been looking long and hard for you. Stroke me. Stroke my cock. I meant every word about how I was looking for something in your eyes.、Mm, when I saw it, I knew I had to have you.、Mm. I've warned you about the lashes, but I assure you, please me, and you will be treated very. Very well. Was that a daring glance I saw? Your eyes peeking up for just a moment at the promise, no matter how skeptical, that things could improve for you. Think of it this way: I have absolutely no reason to lie, no incentive at all. So yes, you can trust your God's word. If you couldn't, it wouldn't make much sense.、Mm. That's it. From the base up, long, slow rolls.、Oh, how big it is in your hand! Bring the other up. Stroke me with both. Rub my balls around. Go from base to tip. Again and again and again. Hmm. If you do not already. I will make you love this cock. You will know such pleasure from it, in a way that it can only be derived from someone who can never say no. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
part your filthy lips. Oh, it would seem that you already know what comes next. I imagine. You're very beautiful. This is what you would have been used for. And you knew that. Hmm. In a way, I'm disappointed. I wanted to rob you of all your firsts. But I suppose this means that you're skilled. And that bears its own fruit. Come, don't make me drag you by the hair. I will, of course. Even though you're doing quite a good job right now, moving your head back and forth, your lips sliding, grinding, rubbing against my skin. Mm, I will. I will push you down and lay you upon a pile of pillows, and I will force my strong hips on either side of your face, and I would fuck you, fuck you right in the mouth, just as I would your pussy, harder even. And you have no doubt, now that you've seen me, felt me, it will cut off your air. And unless I miss my mark, you're going to love it. And speaking of loving it, love my cock. Love your God's cock. Oh, yes. Oh, take me deeper. Deeper into your mouth. Oh, yes. Your dirty little mouth. Oh, how I wanted to fill it from the very moment I saw your lips. How grateful you must be to your God for this. Uh, I would say suck this cock like your life depended on it. But I do think that I have made that point very, very clear. Oh. Caress my balls. Bring your filthy lips against my skin. Press them all the way in. And use your top lip to kiss my stomach. Mm. Uh, I know it hurts. It's meant to hurt. To love and to give is to suffer, and you will give me so very much. Mm, one more time. Here, let me help. Let me put my hand in that rat's nest of hair and push you all the way down. Uh, uh. 
You were so expensive, and I'm going to make you worth every single penny. Stop taking all of me down your throat. Concentrate on the top half. In and out. More rapidly. Think of how you wish to get me off more than anything. How you know at least that refractory period will bring you peace. Mmm. Mmm. There. And even less. Start to concentrate on just the tip. Yes. Just the first quarter of me or so. Back and forth. In and out of your mouth. Let me lock your head into position. So that you can only concentrate on forward. And back. Forward. And back. like that. Uh, just like that. Don't change anything. Disappointed. Mm. Do not worry. Even though I've made no show of it, you are really very, very pleasing. And you should not doubt it. Mm. Very well done indeed. Before I let you go and clean up, let me touch this collar one more time and just press it in slightly. I know I don't have to do much more than that. Your last owner, your traitor, they, well, they must have underestimated you at least once. I will make no such mistake. You... Will do anything you can to be free. Any sharp weapon left in your room. Any opportunity to escape. I see it in your eyes. And that's exactly why I want you. I am cunning. I am patient. And I will foil you. 
And when I do, that is when you will truly give yourself to me. Now, push my cock back into my clothing. Rise and make your way to the baths. I will see you again tonight in my chambers. And I hope you enjoyed that piece. If you can't quite tell, I'm hoping it's the beginning of a series. But so were the makers of Gods of Egypt. So, Price is Right noise here. And let's get on to the questions. A little bit more clicking than normal, because I'm just shaking off all the rust. But here we go. First question should be from a, uh, ooh, a voyeurist ma'am. Good morning, sir. I hope good, you feel better. Good morning, I have two serious questions and one silly one. Okay. One, I found your content through Literatica and about two months ago and worked my way here. Mm. Do you tend to favor a site or just evenly balance it out? Tumblr is home base these days. Uh, Tumblr is very nice. It allows people to ask questions anonymously uh, and me to respond to them to all. It allows people to just send an IM instead of having to commit to an email uh, there's no third party, and uh, because my Tumblr is all porn, uh, I, I like logging into it. So, there you go. Two, as a new listener, do you have anything you would like to say to new audience members? Oh, wow. Uh, what an opportunity, and I don't. What a, what a squandered opportunity. Oh, man, I could have come up with something brilliant. I, uh... Oh, you are the reason why I... You know, something like that. Oh, my. Well, for one, you're all new listeners to me. Because, you know, 13 months at this. <laughs> Eight years writing erotica, nobody noticed. And then I said one thing about a cop raping somebody in the South. And all of a sudden, I was the bell of the bull. Um, <clears throat> truly, new listeners... Um, just enjoy what you want to enjoy from the library. I like working... I, I make it so that you enjoy it. Don't feel any guilt or shame. Just have fun. I want you to have fun. I think if if you have enough fun with my work, that somehow I will be rewarded in the end. And that's why I do everything I do. Three, do you ever go back and listen to your audios to get yourself off? It's mainly a question of how narcissistic you can be when you want to. Thank you for taking my question, sir. I hope you feel better really soon, and goodbye. Thank you so much. I do feel much, much better. Um, so thank you for that. No, I do not go back and listen to my own stuff uh, or read my own stuff to get off. Uh, I even have trouble, even if I really, really, really enjoy uh, a performer or a piece, I have trouble going back and listening to the same piece and getting off over and over again, which is why I'm always so excited when it's about time to record, and I look through and I see that there's a new piece by somebody that I like. I'm like, ooh, that's going to be playing in my ears while I'm doing my thing, and 
I've gotten pretty good at it now. So, <laughs> ah, oh my, like I said, extra bit of clicking, but here's a question from Rosa. Maybe. There Hi, Jack. Hello. How are you? I hope you've had a good week off. I have about three questions for okay. you, which I've had to record all over again because oh, no. my bloody iPod shat itself. Yeah. But uh, before I um, before I get onto the questions, I have to apologise for assuming you were going on your holiday, <laughs> on your break next week. I know it must have been annoying to hear it over and over over again from from people, not just me. So I apologise for that. <coughs> oh, you're forgiven. Okay, my first question is: Growing up on a ranch. Mm. Were you much of an avid horse rider, and do you still do it now? I do not still ride horses. Uh, horses are my Catholicism. If you grew up Catholic, you don't want to be Catholic anymore. And I grew up around horses, so I don't like them very much. They're very, very needy animals. They're like the opposite of dogs. Um, uh, they're... they're, they're <laughs> They're they're an experience. Horses are an experience, and they're one that I've had my fill of. Uh, did I ride a fair bit of horses? Uh, yes, although in a modern day ranch, uh, you know, obviously it's only the best lands that are still doing it because of commercialization, etc. So I mostly rode around in an old bronco that because. Uh, everybody was so humorless in my family was called the O.J. Simpson special. My second question, do you, um, do you watch, uh, Sex Positive Feminist and Sex Educator, is Sex Educator, sorry, Lacey Green on YouTube, because she's one of my favourites, and my... Ooh, stop in there. No, I've never heard of Lacey Green, but I will be happy to give her a spin on your recommendation. I am legitimately always trying to become a more open and understanding individual, and not just uh, to make as much money off each and every last one of you as possible. The last question. Um, what is your personal definition or your personal threshold of distinguishing between pleasurable pain mm. and painful pain which you can't you can't stand so yeah it's good to have you it's good to have you back, good to be back. even if it was just one week and i hopefully will come up for more with more questions I for next so. week so mm, have a good day or a good night <laughs> I like how she doesn't quite want to say goodbye. She never does. She asks a bunch of questions, and she's still at the end going, oh, but it's cold outside, and I love that. Thank you so much for the questions. Uh, <clears throat> so I am a bit rough and tumble. I've mentioned this before. Uh, I don't mind having lingering aches and pains uh, and marks the next couple of days, and that's not for everybody. So my personal distinction is I have learned a fair bit different from uh, my partners. For instance, if I were to get bit, uh, I've talked about this before, I love being bit on my chest. 
if I were to be bit on my chest to the point that it was too much, and I would go, stop, 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 I would overall enjoy that experience. Obviously, I don't want you to go that hard again. Obviously, that was too much. But overall, I'm glad we got there. If it's just a little too much, if it makes me say no, that's that's pretty wonderful. So I really, uh, I think I'm on the harder edge of the line between not minding it uh, if it's very intense at the moment or if it lingers. And I have learned uh, through through experimentation, thank you uh, to all my future partners, uh, to, to really walk that line and to walk up very, very slow to it because everyone's pain threshold is different unless you're a redhead, in which case it's very small, but boy, is it lovely. All right. Next up, we have a question from Kashmir Nitz. Hi, Jack. Hello. Um, this is Kashmir Nitz. Huh? I have a couple questions for you. Okay. Uh, first, since we're going to Europe uh, in a short while, maybe you could tell us what you're going to miss um, from the States, apart from green chilies. Oh, I was going to say. And the second question. Okay, so the number one thing I'm going to miss is American pharmaceuticals. For those of you who do not know, not only do we have um, grocery stores that are built like cathedrals, not only do we have fast food uh, restaurants like you can't imagine, like, oh, we have McDonald's too. No, you don't. Not like we do. We have McDonald's that are built on to gas stations that literally fill an order in 15 seconds. Um not only do we have those, but American pharmaceuticals, the the Walmart, or sorry, the Walgreens, the CVSs of the world, oh, just filled with all this beautiful over-the-counter medicine that they're just so happy. They don't care. They don't care. Are you buying a thousand pain pills today? Uh, fantastic. That's going to save you so much money than if you bought them a hundred at a time. Here, are you sure you don't want the 2250 count? It's only twice as much. Here, pull, pump it down your gullet. That's the American way. Oh, oh, I love it, and I miss it so much when I'm in Europe. Next question. The second question is, um, what's your favorite action movie? So, from before 2015. Whoa! At least. Thank you. Have a great break. Thank you so much. I guess that was submitted before the healing, and that's okay. Before 2015, see, Mad Max Fury Road wins it. I have never watched a movie that many times close to release. I literally watched it four times in the first six months after its uh, debut, and I've now seen it five and a half. Uh, I can't watch the last half of that movie for a while. It's too sad. So what's my favorite action movie besides that? Probably Hot Fuzz. It counts, right? I know it's I know it's spoofing action movies, but it's so fucking funny. And then the action sequences in Act Three are legitimately are legitimately so much fun. Uh, I always think of the knife throwing scene as like God, that is just it's so much fun. All right, up next it is New Night Vale. Hey Jack. Hello. So I hope your day is going wonderful oh, so today. Well. Everyone deserves to have a good day, but Thank especially you. you. Um, so today I have 
three questions ranging from normal to kind of naughty. I so like the spectrum. See how it goes. My first question is, what, in your opinion, makes a good film? Um, <laughs> meaning elements from cinematography to, of course, your forte of writing anything. What makes a good film to you? Um, my second... Well, a uh, good film and an enjoyable film are two different things. And it really kind of irks me when people conflate, like, I liked it, so it's a good film. I, I personally like shitty, shitty movies, and I know that they're shitty. When I'm wa- the whole way through, I'm like, God, this is shitty. So what I really want from a story, um, and this is, this is maybe a little bit too complex, but it drives me batty when I hear people go, well, I don't like Superman. He's too powerful. I know he's not going to die or lose. And all I can think is, do you think Captain America is? Like, where is that weird divide? And uh, the other the other one that just drives me up the wall is people go, well, how is this so formulaic? And I can think, all I can think is, it's not any more formulaic than virtually any other one-hour show, including uh, Breaking Bad. I Yes, yes, it's true. I said it. I went there. So what I'm really looking for in a film is we know to a certain degree what's going to happen in that movie. Um, We know the good guy, generally speaking, is going to walk away, or if we're following uh, maybe an unsavory character a la a nightcrawler, um, we know that we're watching a descent into darkness. So what makes that good for me, what makes me really enjoy that, is that the audience is honored every step of the way. That as much as possible, as a fan, as somebody who enjoys it, my time is respected. You take me on that path and you try and show me what you want. One of the great, I think he's going to be just just signified as one of the great writers of our time, Paul Thomas Anderson, has made two movies that utterly bore me. And they're very boring. They're very well constructed. I just don't care. And I don't fault him. Right? Uh, just just so it doesn't drive people nuts. Uh, Magnolia and the Master. Um, these are well-made films. Uh, in my opinion, especially the Master. The Master is saying so much. And it's saying such important things. And I almost feel like, oh, I must not have given that the proper shot, even though I know I did. So I want that journey, I, I want it to be respected and, and followed. I want to go down that spiral staircase with you. And then when Act 3 comes, when it's time for the, for the, for the you can tell how passionate I am about writing, I apologize. You can, you can, when Act 3 comes, I want to see the two worlds join. I want to see the setup, and I want to see the action of the movie combined in such a way that there is a satisfactory conclusion and, uh, yeah, just just of recent movies that have nailed it, Mad Max Fury Road, Nightcrawler. I really loved and did not expect to love uh, Civil Wars Act 3, especially after Age of Ultron's absolutely worthless Act 3. There's a city we do not know. Nobody can pronounce it. It floats now. Also, there are robots. I know there have always been robots, but there are now also robots. Fuck you.
My second question okay. is, what are your opinion on hickeys, and where do you love to put them on a woman? Oh, my God. I love to put a hickey on a woman anywhere she will let me. I am obviously out of the age range where it's okay to put one on the neck and have been told so many times because my giant clompers will, will approach a neck and be like, oh, don't, you, don't you understand? I hold a corporate position. <laughs> We're in our 30s. Um, so, uh, but boy, do I love marking a woman. I love bruising a woman. Uh, you, you, if you if you listen to my collective works, you've probably heard a number of times that I make reference to leading my fingerprints on you. That is, that is not poetic. <laughs> that is factual. Um, as a punishment, I'm not into punishment so much. But I will do the occasional punishment bite. And leaving that on the hip or the ass. And my third question is, what is your favorite toy to use on a woman? I'm kind of surprised nobody's asked this yet. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised as well. Uh, There's not a universal answer. There's not one toy that I picked up like the Master Sword and and da-da-da-da. No. Um, different things are fun for different women. Um, a very visual partner, I'm going to lean towards, without knowing anything else about her, a blindfold. Uh, somebody who can't give up control, even though they're trying very hard to be submissive, a gag. Uh, but there's so much variation. When we say a blindfold, is that a tie taken off me? Does it smell like me? Is it personal? Or is it very impersonal and distant? The gag, does it stretch the mouth open like a ball gag, like a gimp uh, ball or something along those lines? These are really important and small details to take reality away from the person. In BDSM, we have this rare and wonderful ability to leave reality behind, to fully play a game. And just like any other game, that means consequences are by and large irrelevant for us. We can we can take that away. And it's only with the right accessories that that becomes as fun as it could be. Goodness gracious. Final question from Superfan, who I just know is buzzing to welcome me back. It's Winch of the Scullery. Hi, Jeff. Hello. It's, um... Great to hear your voice. Welcome back. It's, it's even better to hear you, to, to hear you breathe. Yay. I I have to tell you that was my favorite part. Um, <laughs> as good as you are as an artist at all the things you do, mm-hmm. listening to you breathe well was a real treat. Um, I have three questions for you okay. since you were asking. Uh, one's kind of, but not really, of the quest. There's just a thought. You mentioned. Uh, getting questions or requests and at some point you've been looking at doing readings of other people's work. I think that kind of fell a bit by the wayside when it wasn't um, it didn't seem to be quite quite where the direction your work was going but you did such a marvelous job with the wolf and red riding hood. I was wondering if you might think about doing more sort of the classic Grimm's fairy tales um Oh, no. Seems like there's a lot there that'd be pretty rich to plumb for the DDLG dynamic and uh, 
Not, not a specific request, but just an idea that if you were looking for things. So if you were looking to read, I'll bet they're out of um, copyright at this point. And second... I said, oh, no, there, because I legitimately, gun to my head, have no recollection of reading Little Red Riding Hood. It must have been on a live stream. Um, it must have been, right? I don't just have a recording of that up somewhere, because legitimately, no recollection. Uh, it did It did fall by the wayside reading other people's stuff, and I forgave myself for it. The reason being is that my YouTube got smashed uh, by a psycho. So I wasn't and have not been able to upload stuff the way that I see fit. That put a number of projects on hold, like Aesop's Fables. Uh, my time limit, the amount that I could upload, uh, all of these things were uh, halted for me. So uh, when that ban expires, which is in July, I'm going to look at getting back into that. Uh, I admit that I had a lot more plans to do that before I started reading audiobooks uh, for other authors um, and that did take up the same time budget as the other thing. But we're essentially a little over a year into it, and only since October have I been trying to monetize. When I have more time, when I have more time, I will do more things with that time. Um, and that's me as an apology. I really wanted Aesop's Fables done by now. Uh, I really want to read some Hans Christian Andersen. Of course, I'll read some grim stuff. I would love to. Uh, but, of course, the focus will always be, always, 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 new work. New work always trumps old work. Um, because your, your work often is very uh, evocative and sensual. And you talk often about the sense of... Um, a partner's hair, and I was wondering if that's a sense you find particularly erotic, and uh, if the other sense you find really erotic or comforting, things you like to surround yourself with. Um, I know there's a little bit of research out there about men and arousal with cinnamon and vanilla and pumpkin pie and lavender. I didn't know if there's anything you identified as a trigger for you. I, you know, what I identify as a sensual uh, trigger uh, aromatically is freshly cooked dinner. Uh, in all seriousness, aphrodisiac smells and whatnot, yes, a woman's hair has always done it for me. Every woman smells very differently, and uh, I enjoy their smell. There was a charming, if a little bit too whimsical for my taste, miniseries, one of the last big ones, called The Tenth Kingdom. And in, uh, in this series, one of the protagonists, his name is Wolfie. He's a wolf in the shape of a man. And he constantly smells and and falls in love. Uh, and I so identified with that, even at that young point in my life. I'm like, yes, I have done that before. And I have done it many times since. Good for you. And thirdly, um, there's, uh, if I recall, uh, an audio where you talk a bit about liking lacy undergarments for that. Mm. And uh, I was wondering if you distinguish in your mind between um, women's 
Oh, it's rather difficult um, between women's um, attire that's for uh, decoration and removal quickly and things that are more for snuggling because uh, um, sometimes I find lace can be a little bit scratchy and, mm. and there are other things that I prefer for snuggling and I was wondering if you did the same sort of division in your own mind. But regardless... Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to have you. It's so good to be back. It's so good to hear you smile at the end of that. So, of course, I would rather you be comfortable uh, nine times out of ten. I want you to be comfortable. Because if you're comfortable, you're happy. If I'm happy, you're happy. And that's the simple truth of it. But do I make a distinction between something that you're wearing for comfort and something that you're wearing because it makes you feel sexy and that you have chosen to show me? Absolutely. I I have jerked off a number of times um, thinking about encountering a fan, and one thing that always runs through my head is is how exciting it would be, if, how exciting it would be if they knew we were going to meet up, that I would get to look at their underwear, their bra and panties, both, both. If they're wearing both, if they're not wearing like a bustier or something super obvious underneath, right? Um, because looking at the brawn panties, I would learn so much about what their hopes and intentions were that evening. And the line that often crosses my mind in the fantasy is, uh, of course, if they're wearing something very, very nice, I get to be, so you put this on just for me to take off. And I'm like, oh, it's such a good line. Ah, so maybe I am narcissistic, just like the first questions asked. Oh, my goodness, will you look at the time? It is the end of the show. Pretty soon here, we're going to be closing a first ever giveaway. It's three Vibeezes. If you don't win, that's okay. You can always save a whole lot of money by going either to my website, graynighterotica.com, clicking on the banner, or... Just entering in promo code the Grey Knight, all one word, no spaces, the Grey Knight. You will save lots and lots of money on your purchase. Again, three lucky winners. They're going to get Vibezes that I have personally used to program in stories, as well as, you know, a card. A nice little thank you. I'm going to send them to me first, and then I'm going to send them to you, and then we're going to have a good old time. But. There's only one way to enter, and that is to follow me. In the next few hours, the drawing is Friday the 27th. It was good to be back. It was a little bit of a rust uh, shake-off show. That's okay. Uh, I like shaking off my rust with you, baby. I'll do it each and every time you want. Ah, But that should just about do it. I had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun with me. I hope... You can hear the aggression and arrogance that I had in uh, in my most recent piece for you, because you make me feel like a god, and feeling like a god is pretty great, not going to lie. Ah, I want to see you back here next week. I hope you'll join me. Until then, have a wonderful rest of your week ahead of you.